Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You, you Are that. that. We are two sisters who cannot take a compliment. But we can take your embarrassing stories and read them aloud for everyone to hear. Right back at you. These are yours. They are yours. And we're really excited. We do not have a guest this week, but we just wanted to have a little grateful holiday giggle fest with you. Yes. Um, Something that feels good, you know, in your heart. It's going to feel good and bad and then good again. It's It's so good. It's relatable as fuck. (sighs) Absolutely. Yes. And from the top, we just want to thank everyone on Patreon for supporting this podcast all the live long year. Yes. And thank you to everyone buying merch and befriending us on the gram and in Facebook and following us on Twitter. We appreciate you all. Do you guys remember in the back of those 17 YM magazines, there were Traumarama, Say Anything, Mm -hmm. and they were all the horrible stories that people wrote in. I remember one about a girl sitting on her boyfriend's lap in a truck after swimming, and she started her period and basically bled all over her boyfriend's lap, and like, show enough, they broke up. Right. But these stories were so awful and we actually personally reached out to a few friends just because they're such great storytellers and I had a couple friends go I have stories I don't want to tell them (laughs) or I had some embarrassing stuff but none were really entertaining but those stories scared me and I told a friend back hey Chelsea I was scared of razors and tampons before I had leg hair and before I needed tampons I was already scared these stories scared me so deep in a way that also made me laugh at the horrors of other people You're and not i wrong it's like a creepy thing to yeah. like want to hear people's embarrassing stories and laugh at them but also with them because it's empowering people you're taking yeah. it back by submitting your stories the one that i remember i will never forget it as long as i live was in ym and it was a girl was at the beach with her friends and she was wearing cut off shorts and she ran into her crush and her cut off shorts had lots of strings on them because cutoffs. Yes. And he said, oh, you've got a long string. And he, he pulled, pulled her tampon strings, out. He pulled her fucking tampon out. Oh, my God. And then he ran off. In my mind, as a grown-up looking uh-huh. back, I'm like, 
well, now she needs another tampon, you asshole. Well, but then, then also, why are you touching my string? It's between my legs. But now There's I'm picturing so him because he didn't write in. Right. What's your most traumatic story, buddy? Oh, well, once <laughs> I had a crush on this girl and she was wearing like dope shorts and she had a really long string on I was her trying shorts. To be helpful. And I pulled her tampon out and I just ran away. Like, that yeah. poor guy, though. He just jumped into the sea. He's a merman now. He lives in the, in the <laughs> He's wilderness. He's fucking gone. He's like, bye. Oh, God. I love it. But uh, we've got a lot of people that have some really good stories. I'm pretty yes. excited. Let's dive in. Let's do it. <laughs> like mermen. Yeah. We're going to read you back to you. And I'm excited <laughs> about it. These are so good. We had so many to choose from, and we really appreciate all of you that participated. This is so good. I'm really excited. Are you going to go first? I can. Okay. You I go can. First. Okay. For the record, I have some that Bonnie has not read and vice versa. <laughs> so reactions are real. This is going to be so good. Some are submitted anonymously. Yes. And which we I appreciate like. that. We honor your anonymity. It's dope. <laughs> anonymity is dope. It's hella good. Thanks for being super honest, knowing that we won't divulge who you are. <laughs> we'll start off with a Christmas one. Yay. All right. This comes from Jennifer. I peed on Santa's lap multiple years in a row. Wet velvet became a running joke in our house every Christmas, and to this day, my own kids don't understand why I'm not hyped to take them to go get their photos with the bearded man. Thank you, Jennifer, for sharing your wet velvet stories. Was that just short and sweet yeah. and to the point? Of, oh, wow. These are good. That was great. Okay. Sorry, Santa. Hey, Shannon and Bonnie, here's a story for your podcast. I'm a welder and I work on wind turbines, but I wasn't always this cool. Just kidding. Most people don't think my job is cool. I've always loved science, though my embarrassing stories are all school related and probably all nerd related. I was the kid people asked for my homework help, but not asked to go to parties or dances or anything cool. So when a boy I had a huge crush on asked me to go to the prom by slipping a card in my locker, I freaked out. Oh my God. But I didn't want to just run up and scream, yes, in his face. All caps. Yes was in all caps, by the way. <laughs> I wanted to play it cool and casual, which is impossible. But my very cool brother gave me tips. He was popular with very good advice. Cheers to great older brothers. First, he said, it's probably a joke and ignore it. When I started legit crying, he changed his mind and said I should write a card back as my reply. But there was a really fun problem with that because I didn't know the locker that was his. But I could ask his friend because I had a first period with him and I wasn't too terribly weird. Except all the sweating. <laughs> all the sweating? I was so fucking nervous. I got the locker number and dropped the card in and waited. Well, it turns out I fully put that sappy ass card in a wrong locker and this became a very weird situation. I'm a logical nerd and of course I signed my name first and last. Why am I like this? <laughs> And locker number, new person put a very well-crafted origami note into my locker asking if I really wanted to go to the dance with them. Remember when we used to fold notes into cool pull tab letters? Yes. Oh my god, that just took me all the way back. So I said yes. I went to the dance with my, quote, mystery guy, who turned out to be a friend of another nerd friend, parentheses, very cute, all caps, very fun, all caps. The best part is it saved me a lot of face. The original note was a joke. <sighs> From the mean girls in my science class. So at the end of the day, I won. Yay! And my crush had no idea that I didn't embarrass myself all the way. I'm still pretty mad at my brother's intuition of cool kid pranks. Aww. He was pretty mad over all of it, actually. I did embarrass myself because I told my date everything. He was a touch weirded out at the situation, but didn't hold it against me. And I'm mad I didn't know when to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
she went to the prom with a different person and the cool kid had never asked her in the first place. That mm-hmm. is so fucked up. Thanks for being the best part of my max train commute to the office in these crazy times. You always mention how contagious some of your guest laughs are, but I personally find both of your laughs the most contagious. <sighs> Keep up the great work, Mandy. Aww. That's so fucking terrible. I would have done the exact same thing. I would have been like, oh, overthink it. Put it in a locker. Hope for the best. Sign your first and last name and put your own locker on it. That's so funny. Even though if they had put it in your locker in the first place, wouldn't they know your locker number? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I just got goosebumps because that's something that would have happened to either one of us. When I was young, maybe six or seven, I was messing with my sister, a few years older, in a grocery store. While my mom wasn't looking, I slipped some candy into her jacket pocket. And as we shopped, I totally forgot about it. When we left the store, a nice lady stepped out and escorted us to the cart area and informed my mother there was some unpaid goods she may not know about. I listened to my mom yell at my sister all the way home, and my sister swore she didn't steal anything. I've never told anyone until now. Anonymous. Oh, wow. That totally sounds like something we would have done. We would have done to each other. Yeah. Only you would have been like, I didn't steal this. I stole this. <laughs> you would have something in your other pocket. It was Banaka. Don't worry about it. Oh, that shit was dank. Oh, my God. Oh, these are fun. Oh, my God. You guys. My face is These are hurting. so fun. Oh, my gosh. Hi, ladies. Love the show. Thank, Thank you very much. In eighth grade, I had a best friend who constantly lied to everyone, but I was often gullible and believed her to the point that I was defending her to bullies even. The worst lie is the one she told about being a figure skater. (laughs) For the better part of our eighth grade year, she talked nonstop about becoming a professional figure skater. I didn't think too much of it because in Portland, we had a rink we sometimes went and she was in fact quite good. I'm a terrible skater, so I'm not sure how I gauge her skills accurately, but oh well. (laughs) The part that started to sound ridiculous is that her godmother was in fact Tanya Harding. (gasps) Question mark, question, question mark. Question mark. She bragged about how she was going to compete at the Olympics someday if her godmother taught her how to do such and such, parentheses. I have no idea what the talented moves are. I only knew ice skating from the movie that says toe pick. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time as the bragging, my friend was caught in several lies about popular boys liking her. It was very embarrassing for me as her naive sidekick, and we're officially in a fight at that point. I went to her house and confronted her all about the lying. She swore up and down. The only thing she had never lied about was her godmother being Tanya Harding. She really stood firm on this. She swore she'd call her right then and there. And I calmly said, fine, do it. She picked up the landline and dialed and passed it to me after talking for a minute. Hello, are you Tanya Harding? I blurted out immediately. Yes, I am. The female voice on the other line says, yeah, right. And I hung up on her. I felt so angry that my friend would try so hard instead of telling me the truth. It was the 90s. I had no way to prove or disprove this large bullshit story. So unfortunately, it ruined our friendship. Oh, bummer. It wasn't so much the lie itself, but the fact that she held so hard and couldn't just be honest with me. Flash forward to our eighth grade graduation. Wouldn't you believe it? Who was sitting there in the front row (laughs) with her fucking parents? It was really Tanya Harding that I had hung up on. My most embarrassing point of this story is that I had to apologize with the reddest freckle face and I wanted to cry the entire time. And Tanya Harding was very nice, by the way. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jenny. Oh, my God. So that movie's called The Cutting Edge. Thank you. And oh, Topic is one of 
the best insults of ice skating that you can give someone like mm, toe pick because oh. it meant you just like served them some shit some ice in the face oh man tanya harding big deal in the 90s big scandal for those of you who don't know oh, she's let's, a legend. let's feed you some information yeah tanya harding hired a goon to take out the knees of nancy kerrigan mm-hmm. who was her like arch rival rival. yeah (laughs) olympic nemesis so got her in the knees it was a big thing if you guys haven't watched the tanya harding movie called i tanya (laughs) (laughs) with margot robbie she nails it and in oregon the lloyd center rink was the hot jam zone for all these pre-olympians to go practice tanya harding being one of them and my best friend from fourth grade brought up the fact that she has an autograph from tanya harding's dad still in her possession she's like i don't know why i keep it (laughs) it was right during the scandal our friend leah that was her coach was tanya harding's dad so we had the figure skating friend growing up and we were hanging out with leah we were doing something and i apparently just went up to tanya harding's dad and was like oh my god can i get your autograph and he looked at me like i was a psycho because first of all his daughter (laughs) is being investigated and like dropped for shame and i was like this is good i've always (laughs) i've always sided with this autograph for shame right please can i have your auto i got her dad's autograph that's so funny we're all five degrees away from lloyd center man you just brought back so many memories jenny thank you so much for that that is such a good one These are really fun. And they're not all Christmas themed, which I love. They're just all over themed. And I feel like we can all relate. Childhood, party, love, loss, lies. The liar best friend, man. We all have one. Or I was one. Oh my God. I got called out in seventh grade. All my friends disowned me and I had to become, I was a basketball player for a season because (laughs) my cool friends I hung out with, they were like, you need to stop lying. And I was like the poor kid that just wanted to be cool. But I was like lying to my own friends that had known me forever. So they called me out and they're like, we're not going to be your friend anymore because you're being a liar. And so I just went and made friends with all the other girls. Like starting fresh, new friends, ready, go. JV basketball, what up? Bonnie's here to play. I'm tall. Have I played basketball ever? No. Have you played since? No. Okay. Mom bought me, sorry, mom, but she bought me those really (laughs) ugly Nikes that were orange and white, and she got dad a matching pair. Because who doesn't want and then I wore them shoes with their dad? They were sneakers. They weren't basketball shoes. They so were I was just good. coming in with these like white and orange discount. I high don't tops. even know. They were high tops. They were so high. I wish I had them now, though. I would rock them every day. They're Be like, na- they're my style now. For. No. They're Nikes, remember, <laughs> after all. They're <laughs> Nikes. They're orange and white. I have a story from my dear friend Rhonda. I love her. And if you guys knew her, you would hear her voice in this story. I'm not going to do her voice because I can't, but she's so good. She's a very good writer. Picture it in my brain. It starts off, picture it, spring 1991, awkward 11-year-old sixth grade girl. There we were sitting in class. Our teacher is up in the front of the room presenting our lesson for the day. I don't remember what we were discussing. I just know it was spring. Flowers were blooming and my allergies were running amok. Now to give a little background, I had horrible allergies. Bad as in I'm the kid that carried a box of tissues to school every day. Not a pack, but an entire box. I had allergy shots for years and eventually had to have surgery on my sinuses. It's that bad. Fucking poor Rhonda, man. The room was relatively quiet. And as we're all listening to our teacher, all of a sudden I feel a sneeze welling up inside of me. There's no holding it in. (laughs) 
<laughs> Along with it came the loudest, most deafening fart you could ever imagine. Everyone heard it. Oh my God, did that just happen? Out loud, to me, the entire class erupted in laughter. Even the teacher, I was mortified. All I could do was put my head on the desk and wait for the moment to pass. I would have sank into the floor if I could have. It was so embarrassing. To this day, my honey likes to remind me and anyone who will listen of the time I farted in sixth grade and cracks up as though it were yesterday instead of being almost 30 years ago. What a dream that after all this time, you pair up with a boy that was in your sixth grade class and he just like revels in the fart story. Poor Rhonda. Poor sinuses. It's not your fault. Girl, you had a healthy diet. It's not your problem. (laughs) Oh my god. You're eating those spring veggies, girl. I mean, oh. I think we all have like a weird fart story. And if I'm like giggle fitting, you know this. Mm-hmm. If I'm giggle fitting and I can't control my laughter, <laughs> the odds are there's going to be like a burp, 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 where I'm like, <laughs> it laughing. punctuates your laughter sometimes. Yeah. Oh you know, god. get a little tutti fruity sometimes. And that's okay. We're all human. Rhonda, farts, man. we're all human <laughs> that was a good and one. i love you this one's food related and it's as it pretty funny fairly anonymous and i appreciate this my most embarrassing story is probably more like my stupidest moment trying to be impressive as a teenager ugh why do we show off for boys am i right <laughs> okay so i was 17 and i had been dating the hottest boy i had ever dated he was absolutely gorgeous with his looks and the fact that he was a foreign exchange student That was the best part because he had no idea how uncool or dorky I had been all through school all the way up until hitting puberty and getting boobs, basically. He showed up my best year and we hit it off. Holding hands, love notes, the whole bit. We had a romantic date planned for Valentine's Day and his host family was taking us to a fancy restaurant for dinner. Then we were going to a movie alone, which was an extremely big deal, and I was very excited about it. This restaurant was an Italian chain I'm sure everybody knows about, and it's the place I abruptly learned I had a severe shellfish allergy. (gasps) Shit. Yep. Face swelling, ambulance calling, emergency room type shit. We had ordered several pasta dishes family style and were sharing... And I had no idea what cockles were. I had never been offered them before, and I didn't usually eat seafood because my own family didn't like seafood, aside from tuna in a can. This experience was my first with a bivalve. Oh my god. (laughs) It should have been terrifying because of the whole not breathing situation. (laughs) But in the moment, I was quietly crying streams of mortified tears because I had ruined our date and we would miss our movie. Stupid for sure. What's really bad is that I sat with the worsening discomfort still eating for a while before the host's father pointed out my face was turning red. Oh no. I actually tried to casually hide an anaphylactic reaction to be a good girlfriend. Oh my god. Of course I couldn't have known how bad it could be, but Jesus H. Christ. Bad date. Thanks for being so great, G. Aww. Now I want to know how they panned out. I want to know his reaction to that situation. But he was probably so sweet and also scared. Oh, my God. Cockles. Okay, so cockles. for anybody that doesn't know what cockles are, it's basically a type of clam. Mm-hmm. So it's like clam scampi where they take it out of the shell. So she probably wouldn't have even known that that was seafood in there. It was probably just mixed in well, with the sauce. Even if she knew, she didn't She'd never tried know it before. She was allergic. <sighs> Oh, fancy dinner gone to shit. That sucks so bad. Now I'm just picturing all the times I went to Olive Garden in high school and how bad it could have been. 
If you were allergic I'm to bivalves. I'm lucky. Oh, God. God was like, no sugar. But that was like later. Right. Yeah. You can have cockles. <laughs> Put those cockles in my oh. mouth. All right. My next story comes from Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hi, Hi, Kyle. Peak stupidity. When I was nine or ten, I stole a pair of shoes from Kmart that were huge. And I tried to pass them off at school looking like an absolute clown. And the schoolyard was brutal. Then I got home and my mom made me go take them back. And I got publicly scolded by the store manager. Ironically, I became a loss prevention professional later in life. Oh, my God. They say the best crime busting people is like they interview criminals to find out like how burglars would burglarize a house. And then that's how you fortify your home. Takes a criminal mind to understand the inner workings of a criminal. Right? Right. Go Kyle. I want to know what his shoes look like. Totally. So did you leave your other shoes and put them on? I need to know the method of Yo, theft. Come on, we Kyle. Need details. God, <laughs> Hit me that's... back. What's that? Is that coffee? No. Oh, we have a caller. Oh, she? Oh, my goodness. Somebody's calling in with an embarrassing story. So let's check in. Hi. Okay. Here's my embarrassing story. It's easier to tell it than it is to type it out. So... I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere in Missouri, and we always had to take the school bus growing up. And um, we were the last stop of the bus in the afternoon. And I had a crippling phobia of pooping in public. Like, I could not do it. I don't know why. I still struggle with it, but, like, I worked through the pain. And so I would hold it all day long actually made myself sick and had to go to the doctor a few times, but I would hold it all day long and then ride the bus home and try to poop at home because I only felt comfortable pooping at home. Well, needless to say, I did poop my little pants several times growing up. I rode the bus from first grade to seventh grade, and I would say I didn't make it at least three times a year. And it was always five minutes before my stop. Like it would always be the stop before mine. I'd be alone on the bus, just me and the bus driver. And I'd just poop them just right there on the bus and then get off, run down the driveway crying. We had a super long driveway that goes like through a Creek and everything run down the driveway crying and just like cleaned myself up. It happened one time on my way to a sleepover, like, you know, like you got to ride home with your friends they were also the last stop on their bus. And right before we got to their house, I pooped my pants. Luckily, it was a sleepover and I had to change of clothes, but I had to secretly clean myself up in their bathroom, roll my underwear and stuff up, hide it, and then I had to take it out of the woods and bury it so my friends wouldn't find it. I guarantee that my bus driver and possibly some of my friends just thought I always smelled like poop. I was probably the stinky poop kid growing up because of that, so... Yeah, that's my embarrassing youth story. I used to poop my pants on the bus all the time. Enjoy. Happy holidays. Todd Masterson. You could bury your jeans in our backyard any day. How many times on the way home from school could you have used a barn to bury your clothes in? Real talk? Like a couple times. Because like, (laughs) even though we didn't ride a bus all the time for school, we had a long ass walk a couple times. Yeah. Did you you poop in someone's yard ever? Did you just have to poop so hard you pulled over? Not in school. As a grown up. But that's for another whole saga of stories. Watch out, you guys. Shannon's shitting in your yard. Listen, if you have a shrub. That's why you buy thorny shit. Don't. Do. I, I need to protect shit. your yard. <laughs> that right. wasn't a dog. That was my bod. All right. So I have an embarrassing story. 
from the lovely Sugar Kuiper. Oh, girl. Sugar. Bring it to me. I love when there's embarrassing moments and you've forgotten all about them until something in your current life happens Mm. that reminds you of the time. She says, in like sixth grade in Florida, she was really, really poor. And she gave a girl a pair of earrings that she had already owned at the slumber party for her birthday. Mm -hmm. And the other girls that were there called Sugar out. But the birthday girl was super nice about it. Sugar says it still haunts her because her neighbor literally just did this to her recently and it's fresh. She put earrings and a necklace in the gift box and it made her think of that moment as a child trying to re-gift something, trying to like hold your own with the other girls. Be cool. Sugar says she still lives in Florida and her name is Patience. And so what's up, Patience? Cheers to you for being the nicest birthday girl in a room full of catty, mean, competitive girls. That is a really hard age. That's amazing. I've done that. Actually. Yeah. I've re-gifted something to somebody and then been called out by mean girls at a birthday party. And then my girls friend was awful. like, it's fine. I've been coveting her shit for a while now. I'm glad <laughs> she gave me that. And then later I, I was like, super sorry. And she goes, no, fuck that. I like these. And I was yeah. like, thank you. Maybe you own something and you're like, they're not my style, but they're totally my friend's style. Right. Also, I wish I grew up with two friends named Sugar and Patience. How fun yeah. would that have been? Hello? Embarrassing story hotline. What's your story? <laughs> okay, gal. It's your dad word. Here's an embarrassing story. So um, when I was maybe five, a four or five, uh, we moved to a new neighborhood. And the girl that lived across the street was about my age. And we got introduced. Our families got introduced to her family when she was crying. And she was so upset that we moved in because she was friends with the people who lived there before and the daughter and her were friends. And so she was really distraught that we arrived and I was wearing a visor and I have really like kind of matted unruly hair. And I remember I put my visor on with my hair on top of my visor, like sideshow bob and was trying to cheer her up that she was so sad that her friend was gone. And that friend is Aaron Talbert nay campbell who i've known since we were four who now obviously helped out in the ologies podcast and we've known each other forever and i was constantly at their house just all the time like my mom would drop me off in the mornings because we missed the school bus so often my mom went to work and like left us be like remember get the bus and we missed it enough times where i had to just go to aaron's house and hang out while aaron got ready for school so that i would make sure to make the bus stop when my mom and dad had to be at work and I had chicken pox, like I spent a week on their couch just with crusty sores all over my body because they had already had it. Anyway, Campbell, love them. And once me and I don't know what Aaron was doing, but me and Tom were playing. Tom is her little brother in his room. And I think we were playing matchbox cars or something. He was like two years younger, just having a rip roaring time. And I farted and I realized um, it was a, not a fart. It's definitely a nugget. And I remember having to be like, I got to go, I got to go. And I didn't provide really any kind of explanation, but I definitely just got the fuck out of there ASAP and um, went home. And I was like, I did indeed just shart while playing Matchbox cars. And I don't think that Tom has ever known that story, but I feel like the Campbells and I shared enough embarrassing stories where it's probably all water under, it's all diarrhea under the bridge. But, and actually when we met Tom, he came over to swim at our house and he got completely naked and wrapped himself in the curtains. So that's one way to meet a person. So, yep, the Campbells, through sickness and in health, richer for poor, um, they're pretty much family spouses of ours. Anyway, don't shit your pants playing Matchbox cars. You'll think about it 40 years later. 
I love you, girl. Bye. You know what? I don't care what she does in this life. I don't care how many embarrassing stories and secrets she likes to tell us. She's a goddamn angel. She's an angel. She yeah. can do no wrong. Allie Ward. Yeah. Fucking love you. Your embarrassment only makes you more attractive as a human. How God, you're so humanized. Good God. Dear Cat from Alt Summit, we love you so much. I've been spending weeks trying to rack my brain for an embarrassing story. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I haven't done anything embarrassing. It's just that I have a very, very healthy sense of self. <laughs> she definitely does. I love that about her. Even when I used to wet my pants once a year, all the way up to third grade, I can't say I was ever even embarrassed. It was just a fact that I had a small bladder and scheduled breaks did not agree with me. So it was obviously not a me problem. Anywho, lack of childhood embarrassing stories notwithstanding, I try to think of some more adult examples and remembered the most recent time that I went to a work dinner. Occasionally, my teammates and I go out to really nice dinners for term celebrations. Usually a steakhouse, splurge on drinks, and dessert. The last time was a swanky place in Atlanta that had the full gamut. We were talking fillets, tomahawks, cote de bouffe. They have a whole damn cow cooked every single way you could imagine. Scanning for some appetizers, I see bone marrow. Bone marrow followed by comma parsley salad. You guys probably are already laughing at where this is going because unlike me, you probably know how this is going to go. <laughs> Quick interjection here. I am a true carnivore. I love, 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 love deer, duck, goat, pig, any kind of animal. Oh girl, you're speaking my language. And I especially love chewing on the bones. <laughs> so when I saw bone marrow, I thought that must be the same kind of realm as, you know, oxtail or something. Oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> So I'm going on and on to my team about how good this is going to be. They're encouraging me to get this. Feeling all adult and fancy as the attendant. Yes, this is a place so fancy. They're not waiters. They're attendants. Commends me on my dish choice. I'm salivating over the table bread, thinking about these bones. Cut to the attendant bringing us a platter of the four biggest bones I've ever seen in my life. Like if you could have made a fist with your hand and then opened it up so you could hold a beer bottle. That's how big these bones were. I'm physically <laughs> doing this with my hands I right know, now. I know, I just did it too. Oh my God. These bones had a white gelatinous mass in the middle, topped with gravy and a sparse smattering of parsley. Parsley salad, my ass. I looked around the table and there's absolutely no look of recognition on their faces. They have already committed to this very, very expensive dish with absolutely no clue what it is or how to eat it. So I take one of them, put it on my plate, and I'm just kind of looking at it. So I'm sitting there panicking because I've already told my team like, oh man, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to have this. And I'm confronted with, holy shit, what is this? How do I eat it? How do I get it out of this situation? My solution was just to pick up the bone and inspect it. Lifting it up, I saw the bone was hollow on both sides. I tried pushing the bone marrow out, but it seemed like there was something spongy <laughs> preventing me from poking it through. They didn't give me a spoon, so I'm scooping it out isn't an option i can't really do you have to like cut around it oh yeah this is so good (laughs) i'm loving every minute i can picture this in my mind oh i'm so i'm like squirming in my chair so good i can't really push it through so i'm picking up the bone and i sucked it out oh my god even just saying that is gross the texture and flavor felt like the world's biggest cum shot straight down (laughs) Oh. (laughs) oh i'm trying not to gag at dinner trying to pretend that I know exactly what this is, trying to smoothly grab wine, one down, just three more of these very expensive dish left. Of course, my teammates don't want to eat them because they look disgusting as hell. 
And then I'm faced with, do I pretend I'm being polite and leave the other three for them? Or do I eat more so the table doesn't feel like we wasted a dish? As this internal debate is happening, it's becoming more and more clear no one else is going to touch these things, and I can just see the marrow cooling and congealing. <gasps> no! I had to make a decision. I had to have another. And so I did. Cat, <laughs> you were a fucking brave soldier, and that story was oh delightful and not entirely delicious. Though I have had bone marrow different, the through the tube method is disgusting. If it's laid out on a thinner bone, it, oh. it is better on toast, just for future scoopings. I'm oh I'm weird texture wise too, but like oh man. And you guys, cat is like. Beautiful. She's, she's, she's like stunningly gorgeous. So picture like the most beautiful model dressed in linen. Trendy and lovely and down to earth. So cool. Yeah. Just sucking bones for yeah. saving face. Sucking jello. Oh. And okay, I'm going to be gross for a minute, you guys. When it's in a tube like that, cat, I'm going to commiserate. If you put your mouth on it and suck it like a straw, <sighs> there are different ways that it moves around so it gets Ugh. hung up so then is it, it getting it hung comes... up on like the cartilage yeah like, yeah, yeah. Inside there's the... like curves and divots so yeah. it like comes like if you it's like through the bone it's like if you sucked a squishy boba through a straw with yeah. full force and then it slaps the back of your throat oh shit but it's not it's it's congealed bone yes. marrow I can't. Yeah, you would I fucking can't. hate every bit of that. I oh. watched your face when I said that she eats Ugh. food off the bone, and you're like, I don't want to do that all the time. I refuse to eat meat off the bone, yeah. and I found diary recently where I was talking about, like, oh, and parents need ribs, and parents need pork chops. Like, what a fucking <laughs> little cunt I was, because I realized later in life, like, that's where the flavor comes from. You're a lot better than I want my to meat yeah. to have the flavor of the bone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to suck on a bone for its flavor. Right. You know? Yeah. I can't even eat wings. I get boneless wings because I, I can't. There's a fine line. Like, I fucking love ribs, though. Mm-hmm. I will eat the shit out of some ribs. It's different, but though, because it's one so bone. Just, ugh. It's not a bone straw. The texture. Oh, cat, I, girl. Ugh. We might even have to take a break because that was pretty gross. Ralph. Thank you for that story, Kat. That was, that was great. It's beautiful. Beautifully written, too, by the way. Pool party. Boy, girl. Seventh grade. I was excited to show off my new neon two-piece, so I announced my position at the edge of the pool and jumped in cannonball style. When I emerged, the crowd cheered, and I beamed with pride. As I climbed out of the pool, a hush fell over the crowd, and my friends ran over. Apparently, my suit became very transparent when wet, and I had given all the seventh graders and the parents a nice little show. I spent the rest of the party wrapped in a towel, waiting for my suit to dry and my ride home to arrive. God. Thanks, Claire. That was holy shit. <laughs> that was a beautiful story. You had a similar offense, I yes? I did. Okay, so when we were extra ultra poor, we used to go thrifting for things. I was on swim team mm-hmm. for one, and we got to trade out in lifeguards sometimes. It was great. I found a vintage bathing suit. It was a one piece. It had like the lower, almost shorts, but not, it like cupped the butt right underneath. It was very cute. Mm-hmm. Not a big scoop. I felt like I wasn't being promiscuous. I was a little prude because I had no shape, but it was cream colored with red <laughs> and blue piping along all the edges so it looked vintage and cute and i was so excited it had a texture to it and i was like i look like 
the shit. This looks like so vintage it could have been limited to back then. Like it could have been trendy. So I showed up. I thought it was hot shit. Got really excited and then dove in. Similar experience. I didn't announce anything because I don't know. Hey guys, watch me. Hey, look at my thrifted $5 suit. I dove in and then I got out and a lifeguard came over to me who was basically my peer, a little older, but like horribly embarrassed for me. It was so see-through. I got called nipples on the swim team for quite some time. And granted, I don't have old are you? extremely large nipples, but like they were like, it was so sheer. It was like toilet paper on my body. Yeah. Oh shit. I was probably like freshman or sophomore. Okay. At least they didn't call you Bush or something. <sighs> like at least, at least you were rocking some like Granted, I was on a freshman and sophomore swim team, so yeah. like we were taught to shave all our body hair pretty off. hairless. But like, can't shave off those nips though. No, but like that doesn't mean you can't see every butt crack crease and all the other creases. Mm-hmm. And the nipples are so pronounced; it was awful. It was like paper towel thin. Yeah, I left promptly. I changed out of my clothes and left. I was Ugh. like, "Fuck this shit!" I threw that bathing suit into the garbage. I was so pissed. That's the most exposed you could possibly feel after feeling you're the feeling most wet. badass. Oh. You're wet and you're naked. God, my dive was so good. Can't even imagine doing right. an announcement to a whole birthday party where like everyone's oh. not paying attention to you, but your you're first like, hey dive guys. into the pool is like, everybody watch me! <laughs> you just need that <laughs> like wow, cannonball. And then you come out like yeah. super dope, like fist in the air, like yeah. And parents are like, <gasps> no good friends on you though like good good friends to come your over friends and be like, came over and were like yo towel captain here's your towel moment i had a lifeguard that was a boy that was probably embarrassed for me times 10 was uh, like hey your nipples yo girl i can Ma'am. see through your suit that's Ma'am, basically what he said yeah and i was like sweet at least they're not dinner plates i guess i don't really know what i'm working now i'm having like all these uh, fun nicknames like wet velvet nipples right these are our, our title tracks <sighs> on our lead album yes me dope as shit. I saved this one for my last one. We saved our we um, saved our juicy bits for the end. I it's not even the juiciest one. I just love from the male perspective. Shout yeah. out to dudes writing into a podcast about embarrassing shit because this really made my day. I love this. This feels like a movie should be written about it. That's why I saved it. Hi ladies. I love the podcast and the awesome humor you bring to my week of otherwise political podcast <sighs> listening. What? I mean, thank you. Like us and them. What a contrast. Why us? I mean, we're light and fluffy by contrast. (laughs) When I was in high school, I got to be a mascot for sports stuff. That was basically me at a basketball or football game dressed in a huge weird head and uniform outfit. Oh, I always wanted to be a mascot. I worried about the smell, to be honest. Right. Ours was a human, so we never got that, like, fun, exciting. Yeah, bad. I look like a furry, and I'm still teased about it because... <laughs> Thank you. Some people are into that shit just I'm same. <laughs> and I'm still teased about it because it was a very Looney Tunes knockoff type of wolf. <laughs> That's dope. We were the wolves. And while that sounds badass, I looked very stupid. I wasn't an athlete, but I didn't want to be in the band. That's another story. So mascot sounded like a fun way to be part of the scene. The incident happened... <laughs> during a homecoming football game against a way better team and I was doing my best dance with our cheer squad to keep morale high. Our team was getting their butts kicked. I danced my furry ass off and it was all great until the high school sports recap on the local news that night. Oh shit. (laughs) 
which doomed my entire junior and senior year. There on the screen was a big goofy wolf basically air humping the cheerleaders, much to their <gasps> obvious horror. Oh no! They zoomed in, all caps, on girls looking absolutely horrified. Oh no! I, meanwhile, thought everyone was having as much wholesome fun as I was. No humping was intentional, but that costume was as awkward as my dance moves and it looked so bad. Plus, with the wolf head on, I really couldn't see the girls' expressions, and they weren't saying anything, so I was fully oblivious. Oh, honey. My family sat in shock while I died of embarrassment. I'd been excited that our game would be on the highlights, and had of course reminded everyone I knew to watch for Wally the Wolf, because I had crushed it. At school, I got called doggy style. Oh, God. <laughs> and it didn't even die until long after high school. Oh, I'm crying. Some of my friends still bring it up, and it's still as embarrassing as the night I watched it at home with my family. Let's just say my reunion is coming up next year. I will not be attending. <gasps> no! <laughs> still not a very good dancer, and definitely not into furries. Thanks for reading this if you do. Quote, Wally. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. I was on dance team, so the... I'm picturing this from the dance angle. I would have said something. Right. But like, I'm hoping. It's a weird thing to pray for in all of this COVID-19 madness, but I pray your reunion is fucking canceled for you. Like, Agreed. Come on. Oh my god. That's a really good point. Doggy style. Also, pro tip, so mean. if we have any high schoolers out there listening, I don't know why you would be, but <laughs> I mean. if there's any high schoolers out there, you don't have to be a mascot. You don't have to be in the marching band, school band, mm. whatever. Join oh yearbook. Oh, good call. Become yearbook photographer. Find a boy that plays golf that you're in love with <laughs> and you get to drive that cart around and miss school for away games. Pro tip. Pro Bonnie, tip from Bond. got you. And then, yearbook. then you have all the pictures of your friends in the yearbook. Yeah. That's yeah. all I did. My yearbook is like yeah. the softball page. You should see it. It's just it's fucking delusional. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love softball so much that I put every picture we ever took into it. It's like it. the memoriam of softball. It, it has a picture frame around like the actual page and the picture frame is made of many teeny tiny pictures. I had That's to include really all the pictures. That's a really good way. I like that. Yeah. Like that and we put that. poems and stuff in it. Jesus. Oh, Wally, thank you. Wally. I like that. That's your... Uh... <laughs> Your alias on this. I wish those cheer girls had just whispered, hey, stop doing that. You look like you're humping us. Stop. Right. Like, oh, how dare they for not saying anything? The highlight. It was a different time it then. It really was. How dare the newscasters? But, but also. But that's gold. It like, is. Like, now it would have gone viral. Gold, At least it was just cell local news. Yeah. Not every kid had it on their cell phone. Right? They couldn't remix it with a song. Think of where you'd be. You'd the Humpty Dance. Oh, doggy style. <laughs> that is a clever... They could have called you all kinds of shit. I will say that is a clever nickname. Mm -hmm. God, I'm commiserating with that big time. That was an excellent story. Mm. We need more dudes to write in because that was a very I know, honest I know there are some bad ones. I have one more story left and yes, I will please. say I'm surprised at the volume of like horrifyingness. Yeah. I rode the public bus in high school all over the place. I had two part-time service industry jobs, so I saw a flow of faces all day, every day. One day, I saw my friend Brian hop on my bus. It had been such a long time, and my route had only just started, so I excitedly waved him over to sit beside me, eager for the company. The bus was almost empty, 
and Brian gave me a long look as he glanced at his many available options and then back to my excited smile. He adjusted his glasses and smiled and sat to my right. As we dove in to catch up conversation, it soon became quite clear that I had waved down a stranger. As he continued to ask about the boyfriend I didn't have, the roommate I didn't live with, and the show I wasn't in attendance to see, I realized that fake Brian thought I too was someone else. Oh my god. I concluded that he was somewhat embarrassed that he hadn't recognized me straight away because he didn't look up and make eye contact once he was actually seated. Like, at all. Oh my god. I was ready to explain and take my full wave of stammering dumb foolery, but I realized I had a choice. I could sit very still and make small talk. As Megan, an indie-loving, record-collecting baker with a long-time bow. And that I did. For 27 blocks in traffic. Half terrified to be found out at last. Half secretly proud of how brave I was being. As my last stop arrived and I announced my departure as I signaled the driver. Fake Brian stood and hugged Megan. Thanking me for the fun chat and told me it was great to catch up. Mentioned a show coming up and that he hoped he would see us there. My boyfriend and I. And I told him we wouldn't miss it. And I exited the bus. Allison. <laughs> oh my God. You know that feeling, that, yes. that fleeting feeling yeah. when you wave at someone yeah. that you think is someone you know, and but then you can like kind of, it's just a moment, you know? It's just a moment and it's so heavy and mortifying that moment that you can walk off and like for shame down the block be like, oh my God, I just waited. It was no. Me. It's cool. If I keep walking, no one will see that I did that and I'll be able to walk away from it. It's an empty bus and you just waved a stranger to come sit next to you and then you're trapped. You can't get out. And that was both ways. Both ways. Right. I've only had it one way. Yeah. Where I've talked for so long and excitably Mm -hmm. and the person's like, so my name's Dan. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, both ways, both ways. But he was none the wiser. That is, that is, that's really audacity. That's bad assery. See you at that show. Wouldn't miss Wouldn't it. Wouldn't miss it. Fuck yeah. Oh, but that's like. I have full goosebumps because that was like. Wouldn't miss it's it. It's so funny. All right. I was a commuter dude and that's a lot of blocks. <laughs> I know. This is. <laughs> my cup is full. I, I don't know. know about you. I feel really good. That was great. That was guys. really fun. Thank you for laughing and listening along with us. Oh. Thanks for everyone who participated. If you did send in a story and we did not read it on this episode, know that we have them banked. Yes. We will be using more. If you want to submit a story, you guys can submit Please. embarrassing stories anytime because we want to do these We're like a lot. Out. This is nostalgia. We remember all of those back yes. catalogs. And those... It doesn't, if it's good it... junk, if it's bad junk, if it's oh. something you saw your best friend do and it's, it's shaped the way you are as a human and you will oh, never unsee it. Telling your friend, doing it honestly. It's Embarrassment funny. by proxy. Yes. We're down for it's it. It's so oh. good. So if you guys want to send in embarrassing stories, go ahead and do so. Our email is no, you are that at gmail.com. We will bank them for the next episode. Please. We are so smitten with everyone that sent something in. Thank you. We I feel like we talk about stupid, embarrassing stuff all the time. So it really helps us to know that we're not alone. You're not alone. We've all been through weird stuff. And we just, we fucking love it. Yeah, we appreciate you. This was a, this was much needed, especially 
this winter's a little dark and like oh, it's nice to get cozy a and little like gloomy. read up a bunch. Yeah, this felt fun and friendly. Like we're yeah. just hanging out with our friends. We're just hanging like out with it. you guys. Well, thank you from these two sisters that yes. are just trying to make it through the GD we're holiday. Just making our way through life. Oh. Making our way downtown, Walking riding a bus for 27 blocks with, with strangers. strangers. <laughs> we wouldn't miss it, you guys. We wouldn't miss it. Oh, oh, if you guys want to follow along for upcoming guests, we have yes. a plethora of dope-ass interviews coming up for 2021. You we guys. are very excited for this new year. We're really excited for 2021. If you want to follow along and see what guests we're going to have upcoming by guessing their baby photos, you can do so at our Instagram. We're also on Twitter under the same name. No, you are that. We're also where, Shan? Um, you can find us on the Facebooks. Top secret, but not top secret group on Facebook. Yeah. But actually, if you just look up, you are that in the groups. It will come up. It's not that top you secret. You have two options to pop on. But it's so Yes. If you're yes. on Patreon, there are some videos popping up there for you. This week is a little jingle jangle of the jingle bells. A little Christmas present. A little, little hay. Holiday. And if you want to join Patreon, feel free to do so. You can support us for just a dull hair. All that money goes towards this podcast, making Indeed. this podcast completely. And we appreciate every single person that participates and just tells us that we are worthwhile. Yeah monetarily you're keeping us uh doing what we do we yeah. appreciate yeah and if you guys want to support without any money feel free to rate and review us on itunes tell us your embarrassing moment throw in a five star yeah we're into it that would be rad and there's other platforms you can review as well anywhere just you know say you like us that's great it helps other people find us and mm -hmm. then uh tell your friends cool we have merch at you feel free to check out the goods there there's some great 80s shit yeah yeah there are some cozy things some witchy stuff there's some witchy vibes so you know it's like whatever floats your boat yeah. it's in there right now and we want to see pictures of it like all over your bots show us your bots <laughs> show us your bots with our clothes. I mean, yeah. You don't have to be wearing them, but like, <laughs> hey. All right. Hi, Mom. <laughs> we're the worst. All right. Is that a wrap? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to see y'all later. I didn't even choke on my spit this episode. I know. I have to pee so bad. I'm proud of you. I'm literally going to pee Run. my pants. Okay, bye. Oh, no. Wet velvet. <laughs> Everybody watch me. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water... It starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 